Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is The Informed Catholic. Uh, We're in the last day of the third week of Lent. And um, let me uh, start off with this little reading here. Um, This is from Joel, chapter 2, verse 13. Rend your hearts, not your garments, and return to the Lord your God. For gracious and merciful is he, slow to anger, rich in kindness, and relenting in punishment. Rend your hearts, not your garments, and return to the Lord your God. For gracious and merciful is he, slow to anger, rich in kindness, and relenting in punishment. So, before we begin, you know, I have to say, you, you know, with all this going on, with especially with all this wokeness, and um, I mean, it's interesting. I I think I remember mentioning this individual from the um, England. His name is uh, Calvin Robinson. He's a uh, Anglican. Uh, he's a uh, he's a mixed ba- mixed background. His uh, parents uh, white and black. I don't know which one, uh, but it doesn't matter. But he is um, a deacon right now uh, in the Church of England. I don't think he is with the main church. I think he went to the Independent. He gave a fantastic speech in Oxford, a fantastic speech where an apologetic speech, really great. Um, Matt Fred interviewed him, and I know Taylor Marshall is going to do an episode on him. He is, I believe, is like, I'm serious, he's like a John Henry Newman, a, a modern day St. John Henry Newman, fantastic. And um, his Oxford speech, where he, um, because the Church of England, wants to perform gay marriages. I mean, they already have, it's funny, I think someone, one of the bishops, we already disregarded the church, uh, the teachings of the Bible on uh, abortion and birth control and divorce. Um, What difference does it make if we disregard the Bible allowing gay marriages? I mean, yeah, well, what makes you a church? Why do you call yourself a church? I mean, he he himself, I think, was trying to make that point, and he, I think, he realizes there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do to, with this because really, the Church of England is a state church. It's pretty much a state church. I mean, basically, the state stands between the church and God. It's been like that since Henry the Eighth, and. I think it's pretty much the same thing when you say with the Orthodox, especially in Russia, right? Putin is between God and the church, the state and the church stands between, you know, stands right between, you know, God and and the church. You know, it's just impossible. You can't run away from it. So you're going to, you can't serve God because the state won't let you. You can't remain faithful to him because 
The state is the one that is your bread and butter. It feeds you. But so therefore you're going to go with every single perversion, every single political trend, and you will legalize it because the state wants you to. And, you know, Calvin Robinson realizes that, I think. I mean, he gave an interview also, I saw, uh, with Dr. Jordan Peterson's daughter, who is very interested in God. She's interested in Christianity. She's just starting to learn. And he expl- and a lot of the things he explained to her was pretty much the same thing like the Catholic Church. I mean, he believes in transubstantiation. He believes in purgatory. He even even practices, he, he believes in the Eucharist. He believes in the Mass. And he even practices the Liturgy of the Hours, the Divine Office. And she was actually quite impressed. And I think she looked quite interested. You know, because he's, you know, he, he explains things wonderfully. And I think he explains it in a way that is not threatening. And it, she finds it interesting. I think, you know, he's a very charming individual, well elo- eloquent in everything, you know. And he, he really, I think he understands the the young generation. The problem is, I think, is that I think the state, the culture, deliberately wants to hold this generation in a captive perversion that's destructive. I mean, you're going out of your way. You're introducing this stuff in school. You're educating it. You got politicians. I mean, for crying out loud, you got Joe Biden, bumbling Biden over here, believing that sexual operations transitions are a human right. And this is a Catholic. And the bishops are not saying anything. My my goodness, it this is like beyond comprehension. He literally is saying this. He wants he, he's pushing for this. I can't I don't understand this, but I'm not going to try to. Anyway, let's begin with the um the opening prayer in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, Ever-Virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray with me and for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, let's look at this little introduction here. It's interesting. Uh, This is from the Magnificat. 
Okay, this is Saturday of the third week of Lent. The Hebrew word used to describe God's covenantal love is hesed, employed by Hosea at the end of today's first reading. And in the response of the psalm, it is this love, mercy, or merciful love that the Lord shows us and which justifies us. The piety of the Pharisee is like a morning cloud, like the dew um, that the early that, that early passes away, the tax collector it repented and, and is repentant and praying, "Oh God, have mercy, mer- be merciful on me, a sinner." Exhibit the posture a genuine sanctity, moved by the merciful love of God. He possesses true knowledge of God, and for this he will be exalted. Okay, all right. Right, entrance antiphon. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and never forget all his benefits, for he for um it is he who forgives all your sins. Book reading from the uh, the book of the prophet Hosea, chapter six, verse one to six. Come, let us return to the Lord. It is he who has rent but he who will heal us. He has struck us, but he will bind our wounds. He will revive us after two days, and on the third day he will rise us up to live in his presence. Let us know, let us strive to know the Lord, as certain as the dawn is his coming, and his judgment shines forth like the light of day. He will come to us like the rain, like spring rain that waters the earth. What can I do with you, Ephraim? What can I do with you, Judah? Your piety is like a morning cloud, like the dew that that early passes away. For this reason, I smote them through the prophets. I slew them by the words of my mouth. For it is love that I desire, not sacrifice, and knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 51, and the response is from Hosea 6, verse 6. It is mercy I desire and not sacrifice. It is mercy I desire and not sacrifice. It is mercy I desire and not sacrifice. Have mercy on me, O God, in your goodness. In the greatness of your compassion, wipe out my offense. Thoroughly wash me from my guilt and of my sin cleanse me it is mercy i desire and not sacrifice it is mercy i desire and not sacrifice it is mercy i desire not sacrifice for you are not pleased with sacrifices should i offer a burnt offering you would not accept it my sacrifice O god is a contrite spirit a heart contrite and humbled O god you will not spurn It is mercy I desire and not sacrifice. It is mercy I desire and not sacrifice. It is mercy I desire and not sacrifice. Be bountiful, O Lord, to Zion in your kindness by rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. Then shall you be pleased with due sacrifices, burnt offerings, and holy holocausts. 
It is mercy I desire and not sacrifice. It is mercy I desire and not sacrifice. It is mercy I desire and not sacrifice. Okay, one more time. Have mercy on me, O God, in your goodness. In the greatness of your compassion, wipe out my offense. Thoroughly wash me from my guilt and of my sin, cleanse me. It is mercy I desire and not sacrifice. It is mercy I desire and not sacrifice. For you are not pleased with sacrifices. Should I offer a burnt offering, you would not accept it. My sacrifice, O God, is a contrite spirit, a heart contrite and humble, O God, you will not spurn. It is mercy I desire and not sacrifice. It is mercy I desire and not sacrifice. It is mercy I desire and not sacrifice. Be bountiful, O Lord, to Zion in your kindness by rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. Then shall you be pleased with, your, with due sacrifices, burnt offerings and holocausts. Be it is mercy I desire and not sacrifice. It is mercy I desire and not sacrifice. It is mercy I desire and not sacrifice. All right, so the verse before the gospel. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. The tax collector went home justified and not the Pharisee. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. 18, chapter 18, verse 9 to 14. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 18, verse 9 and 14. Jesus addressed this parable to those who were convinced of their own righteousness and despised everyone else. Two people went up to the temple area to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a tax collector. The Pharisee took up his position and spoke this prayer to himself. Oh God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of humanity, greedy, dishonest, adulterous, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I pay tithes on my whole income. But the tax collector stood off at a distance and would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast and prayed, O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, the latter went home justified, not the former, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Okay, one more time. The Gospel according to St. Luke 18, verse 9 to 14. Jesus addressed this parable to those who were convinced of their own righteousness and despised everyone else. Two people went up to the temple area to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a tax collector. The Pharisee took up his position and spoke this prayer 
to himself. O God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of humanity, greedy, dishonest, adulterous, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I pay tithes on my whole income. But the tax collector stood off at a distance and would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast and prayed, O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, the latter went home justified, not the former, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's face it, we all have defects in our relationship. I mean, let me put it this way. If you have a bad relationship with God, or let's say a shallow relationship with God, it also means you have a shallow relationship with people, and it can go vice versa. You have a very shallow relationship with your friends and your relatives. It, it, it's going it's gonna to show in your relationship with God, right? The Pharisee wants to keep God at a distance. I mean, this could, there's a lot of questions about, you know, we've had, we all come from a culture where maybe love isn't expressed that much. Emotions is not considered polite show. I think we can see that there's like this and like say, take for example, like a Japanese culture, right? The traditional Japanese culture is almost like kind of similar to that of a British 19th century uh, way of behavior. Like you see this with the Victorians. They don't express emotions openly. You know, I mean, for crying out loud, they send, you know, you see this like when they, even to this day, there are families that do this to their kids. I know this because I, I work at a museum and you see kids actually coming in with their, um, their nannies. You know, kids actually have a better relationship with their nannies than they do with their mom and dad because mom and dad wants to have a, a career. They want to have a kid, but they want to have a career. And the kid spends more time with their nanny. And the kid has spent more time away at a boarding school, maybe, than and with or with tutors or baby, like I said, babysitters, than they do with their with their family. So in many cases, like when you look at this relationship with the Pharisee and then you compare it to that of the tax collector, the Pharisee is terrified of having a relationship with God because it means confessing his sins, acknowledging his sins, his sinfulness, and giving up his sins. The tax collector has a relationship with God and he has defects. He acknowledges it. So you can imagine the what the 
the Pharisee doesn't want to have anything to do with the tax collector. He doesn't want to have anything to do with repentance of sins. He rather followed the rules. He rather pay the tithing. And he rather just keep God at his distance. The sacrifices and everything else is as far as his relate. Basically, let it put this way. It's like you and your mailman just deliver the mail. That's as far as the relationship goes, right? Or you and your net, uh, your maid, your housemaid, just clean up the house, do what you're supposed to do. I don't want to know anything about your personal life. That's that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. It's you know you could also say it's the same thing like sending your mom and dad to an old folks home. You know, there's some people they only visit them on the on the weekend and that's it for like what one hour and that's it. You know, that's that's pretty much it. You know, that's that's how some of these people have these relationships. You know, that's that's as far that's as far as it goes, and they don't want any more than that. But with God is different. God is your creator. He's he's the one who who basically made you and he didn't make you for a shallow relationship. He made you for an intimate relationship that includes worship. That includes really having a relationship with him and that's think about it. I mean, remember the story of the tax collector who basically, um, you know, Jesus pointed out, you, you nullify God's law. The law of God says, honor thy father and thy mother. But you tell somebody that as long as he gives a sacrifice, uh, you know, donation to God, he doesn't have to give anything to his parents. So you can see what that relationship is. It's a shallow, cold, distant relationship. We're not made for that. The Son of God came to do more, to break those barriers. I mean, for crying aloud, the incarnation is as intimate as you can possibly get. For God so loved the world, you can't get any more intimate than that. You know, but the Pharisee, I thank you for not making me like a, like the rest of these, you know, garbage. This, the rest of these people who have no respectability. You know, that's that's what it is. I'm better than them. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste my time confessing all my sins to you because I'm offering you sacrifices and burnt offerings. That should be enough. So let me, you know, let me have a little, let me have this to myself and I'll give you all the burn, air, the burn offerings as you can possibly have. I'll give you all the cereal offerings. As a matter of fact, I'll increase my tithing a little bit more this week. What did Jesus say about, remember the woman who gave the penny, the only thing she had, because that's all she could afford. The rest were giving out of the abundance of their wealth and it wasn't hurting. Love Love has to hurt. I mean, I like I said, we have parents and family members that come from cultures where 
maybe it's the modern, but in the past, there was no intimacy. I mean, they, you know, I mean, like I said, in my family, the Middle East, you know, my father never said, I love you. And they never showed emotion because it wasn't considered rude. You don't express these things. Maybe the younger generation is different. I don't know. But this, this, that's not what God wants. That's not what God wants. God is, God is love. And if he is love, then he wants to see love. And he wants you to express love. And we have to start doing that. Okay. We'll end it here. All right. Let's say in our Father, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. St. Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in the day of battle. Be our protection against the wild and wicked attacks of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the worlds, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.